Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 140 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-hosts. My name is Craig, um, and I am wearing a Giants jersey, so make fun of me, uh, watchers. And now that you listeners know, you can make fun of me, too. (laughs) (laughs) My name is also Craig, and I am wearing an Eagles sweatshirt. Um... You can't, make, you can't make fun of me. They've only lost once. To Taylor Heineke. No. It's true. Listen, you yeah, got to lose at least one, so I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> no, yeah, if there was one game to lose, that was it. But you know what we haven't lost is the news for this week. The news is always accounted for and yep. always wins. Undefeated. Undefeated, undefeated. yeah. <laughs> yeah, the news is undefeated. <laughs> So I pretty much have a little bit of, I guess, Sony <laughs> fanboy here, I guess, news-wise. I have Sony making a multiplayer Horizon game. Uh, Spider-Man 2 coming to PS5 in 2023. And God of War is getting an Amazon Prime show. How do I feel about all this? Uh, overall, like the Horizon game, I'm pretty excited for. Uh, that world is pretty large. Probably be fun to play with a friend in. God of War getting an Amazon Prime show. Corey Barlog is overseeing it, so I, all I can hope for is that it's good. And Spider-Man 2, like, they needed their big system seller for this for next holiday season. There you go. You have it for next holiday season. That game will sell consoles without much of an issue. Yeah, it's fall 2023, right? Yes, fall 2023. Okay, yeah. So the God of War TV show thing, um, can they do this without using... Uh, Christopher Judge. Like I could, no, but I, I just mean <laughs> or, in general, like, because like, this I'm assuming it's live action, right? Yes. So I know he doesn't look like Kratos, but I don't know how you do that show and not have that voice. You know, but he's yeah, not he really can, a an actor, is he? I don't think so. He can pull off the jawline if they really yeah. wanted to dress him up. Oh, yeah, Barry's got to take. Uh oh, oh, okay. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. That's the first thing I thought of was like, can you pull this off without him doing the voice? And I don't know who they use to model Kratos, if anybody. I don't think they're modeling it after anybody's face. But you're gonna have a hard time, in my opinion pulling this show off live action and having it be anything remotely decent. At least I don't think so. I have to late uh, color myself uh, skeptical as well. There's a lot to live up to. Um, When you played the games, they were essentially playing like a TV show or a movie anyway. Yeah. And they pulled it off pretty well. And Kratos's voice as of late, it has been quite iconic specifically, you know, the judge voice. Mm hmm. So, I mean, if they could find a way to, to to mimic that at least a little bit, I think that's one less thing for fans to complain about. But I feel like we're all just going to be watching this waiting to tear it apart. Yeah. Is essentially what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. My hopes aren't necessarily very high for this TV show. And I think that's just because of my skepticality as to what God of War is. God mm-hmm. of War isn't something that, yeah, you can make a video game or sorry, a TV show out of, I guess, is what. I'm trying to say you have to dramatize a lot of events and you have to in a lot of ways add a lot of dialogue to it more so than ever before. 
The most recent two feel that way for sure. The most recent two could probably be made into a TV show without too much going back and forth. But how do you explain Kratos without going to his beginning? So that's that's my issue there. And those early games were just him yelling at the gods and then you running around just slaughtering. And I mean, slaughtering uh, tons of, you know, enemies, whether it was fiends, medusas, centaurs, doesn't matter. You were slaughtering all of them. So unless like, it's just going to be him doing that. I, I have a hard time thinking how they're going to write the narrative. If you're starting at the, you know, one, two and three, sort of option there where you could adapt uh, 2018 and Ragnarok, but you're missing all of the prequel stuff in my yeah. eyes. And that's a big part of Kratos' yeah. history. I, I think their best option is to go with the lore around the first couple games. Um, yeah. I think that plays the best for a TV show. But we'll see. What else, yeah, what else would you do? Would you do the filler between three and and God of War 2017 or 19 or whatever? I, I, like, I think you 18. just go with Kratos yes, going you. going against Mount Olympus. Personally, that's what I would want to see. That's what I would do if I was writing a, a TV show for God of War, because I think that's the most compelling in a movie slash TV show form, as opposed to trying to do the later ones with Atreus. I don't know if that's going to work. Yeah, it'll be it'll be difficult to pull off, but Amazon has a lot of money, so maybe they just pay pay to make it good. I've got no clue. And at least Corey Borlaug is watching over it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just in my mind, I see this show and then I I flash back to the Halo TV show and I just shudder. I'm like, ooh. yeah, yeah, that's what I foresee is that level of bad. Yeah, I mean, maybe when we see some early footage or early, because like, uh, isn't that what happened to Witcher? We were all kind of pretty skeptical, and then yep. we like saw what they were doing with it, and people were like, "Oh, I can get excited for it," you know? True. Could be or how the, this goes. or The Last of Us. We were skeptical about that, and that looks phenomenal. So far, we've we still yet yeah, to see. So far. And then lastly, for me, is Pokemon is going to have a new protagonist after the past uh, two weeks or about a month or past two weeks to a week. Now, Ash has become Pokemon champion, completed finally his what seems to be 22 year run (laughs) of trying to become the very best like no one ever was. And then he finally (laughs) did it. And now there's going to be an 11 episode epilogue series seems to be going through Ash, maybe picking up, finishing up some stuff with Brock and Misty. And then they showed a picture of the two new protagonists that are going to be coming to uh, Pokemon. Overall, uh, I'm excited. Uh, if I feel like a lot of people who don't watch Pokemon had a lot to say about this. I feel like for the most part, there's a ton of people that are going, oh no, don't change Ash. I'm sorry, but like, When's the last time many of these people watched Pokemon with, you know, I think I I think for the most part, it makes sense. You know, there's a lot of older people now who are definitely like seen Ash grew up with Ash. Yeah, their kids grew up with Ash. But now the next generation of Pokemon fans kind of get to grow up with a new protagonist and get to see that one sort of uh, grow up. And maybe even then you may still see Ash in the next Pokemon series and depending on what he does. But 
overall it uh it's gonna be a really probably sweet scene to see uh just like the final episode of pokemon i grew up hard on pokemon so i am i'll be watching the 11th episodes and they've already kind of leaked one of what's going to happen and it was like oh god i'm not emotionally ready for this (laughs) so (laughs) didn't they say also that pikachu would be retiring as well yeah, it it kind of depends. They the new generation of Pokemon has kind of two like Pikachu type mm. of Pokemon, mm. so maybe they decide to do something with that instead. But or you know you just have a different Pikachu, just not Ash's yeah. Pikachu, it's someone else's. Yeah. So it's kind of all it's kind of all over there. Pokemon probably wants a new mascot to sell new stuff to. And Pikachu for twenty some odd years has been the mascot for a long time. So, and there's definitely mm-hmm. mascot potential in these new Pokemon that are in the newest uh, game. So, best of luck to all that. And I am just excited to see what the kind of finale is. I just a part of me hopes that they just do like the original song or something playing in the background. Oh yeah, of of mm-hmm. the final episode or something like that. That'll definitely bring maybe a tear to my eye. We'll see. I'm, <laughs> You're talking about the rap, right? You want the rap? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the do, rap. Do, I, I don't care if it's <laughs> nice a single episode back. of the Pokey rap going through every yeah. single Pokemon in existence uh, now. I'd be nice. A-OK with that, too. That is... You know what, what I really want is, like, a couple of years from now, removed from Ash, and we're on this new protagonist, just to have him show up, like, older. Yeah. Like an adult. Yeah. That would be so cool to me. That you would know? be cool. Just to like, whenever is it's a is it a girl the new protagonist? And there's a girl and a male. I it, the okay. girl is the girl is front and center, so she That's probably will be uh, them. But it, it, they may just kind of co-anchor, I guess. Maybe that right. co-protagonist. Just like some okay. sort of some sort of issue where like she can't figure something out, and then she stumbles upon an old Ash to help her out would be so cool. Yeah, hopefully he's in like a hut, maybe yeah. just like <laughs> he hanging had to out escape in the corner. The fame. The, yeah, hanging out in the corner of a pokey center. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so not cool. that man anymore. I'm not that man. <laughs> he's got a scar over his eye somehow. Yeah, it's, it's like the Kratos. Ash I heard about. It's like Kratos at the beginning of Ragnarok. You just see him <laughs> yeah. in a cave, just looking at a pokeball. Yeah. Yeah, He's it's so the scene. Good. It's the scene that Craig was talking about that like really hits home, where you just see him and he looks old, like old. Yep. Remember when you were talking about yep. that scene where you were like, you were like, "Wow, Kratos has been through some stuff." You can tell <laughs> it'll be that. I mean, either that or or give me like when they get to the elite eight and it's him at the end or something like that would be cool. Oh, that that would yeah. be cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm excited for pretty much everything on the list here. Uh, just lastly, it goes to show that FIFA was right and Barry was wrong. <laughs> As of today, December 18th, Messi has finally won the World Cup. So uh, good on him. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, go go Messi, I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of indifferent. <laughs> we, we, we can't act like he didn't deserve a World Cup win. True. He's also 35. So Yeah, he, he, he carried one of the worst probably like Argentinian teams he's had. So it's kind of funny that he, they don't have the talent that previous years had and he was still, and he was able to win it. So it's kind of like, you know, good, good on him. Uh, That game was really exciting though. I didn't get to watch it, but everybody, I, everybody I talked to said that was one of a, one of the best soccer matches they'd watched. So Mm. I don't, 
I don't think I've ever seen somebody. No, I haven't watched a lot of soccer in my lifetime, but I don't think I've ever seen somebody take over a game in a two minute span more than uh, Mbappe did. That was insane. Yeah. yeah. Insane. Um, but yeah, it was a good game. Congrats, to Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, we can uh, let's kick it back to Amazon because everybody loves Amazon. Um, we have a new Tomb Raider that just got announced from Crystal Dynamics, and it's going to be published by Amazon Games. So I know Amazon Games has done stuff in the past, and they have not fared too well. But I feel like this has to be the most high profile thing they've done, right? Tomb Raider. I, in my memory, yes, I yeah. think, yeah. Uh, they did. They had put out like a little presser. Crystal Dynamics did, and they said it would be a single player experience. So I think more along the lines of what we view are used to. Um, I know the last Tomb Raider wasn't really well received. I enjoyed it. I've enjoyed every single mm-hmm. one of the rebooted Tomb Raider games. Yeah. I so agree. I am all aboard for more of that. Oh yeah, that was actually one of the more refreshing reboots. Mm-hmm. You know, and we weren't sure if it was gonna act if it was gonna actually be good, and it was <laughs> it was quite refreshing um to see those so yeah we'll see what they do with it yeah and then uh the last piece of news that i thought was very very interesting is the ps5 as we know it is set to go away um as far as the digital version and disc version sony is going to a modular option for the ps5 as in you can buy your ps5 and also buy a disk drive separate if you want the disk drive. From what I was reading, because I was trying to like scour this uh, news article as far as what's confirmed and what's not. From what I'm reading, it seems like they are going to switch to one version, which would be without the disk. And you have to buy the disk separately um, and just completely doing away with the digital and normal versions. Um I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I don't either. What do you guys think? I, I, I'm i not sure. Like, what is this move? Is this a monetary move? or is It's got to be production like... costs. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and to be fair, like, a lot of people, like, do buy their games digitally now, so they right. don't need the disc. And if you still want the disc, I, I guess my main thing is you're probably still charging $100 for that disc drive. At and least. now, like, mm-hmm. and now, like, for me, it does, it would kind of feel cheap. Uh, cheap in a way to have like a a disc drive like connected via USB-C. I don't think again, I was trying to scour. It doesn't seem like that's the thing. It seems like it's going to like pop the case off, put the disc drive internally into your system, put the case back on like you do with the hard drive. So like one extra step during the setup of your PlayStation. So it's not, so it's not like something that's hanging out next to your PlayStation. It will be internal. Um, but it's an extra step. I, I guess I looked at it as like, this is a way for them to sell the PlayStation and be like, look, now it's $400 instead of $500, Yeah, exactly, but not like yeah. specifying that you're not getting the disc drive. Yep. Yeah. That's and now all you have to do is pro- you, and now all you have to do is produce the unit, the internal unit, instead of producing yep. a whole nother console, it's, it's just a way yep. to cut costs. And it's actually kind of smart in Sony's mind. I hate giving Sony credit for this. But when mm-hmm. it comes to like business yeah. production wise, you're just now creating one modular console and then yeah. having a disk drive in which hopefully you're able to make it pretty consumer friendly. There's going to be a ton of people who are too afraid to touch this thing and exactly. are going to or are going to break it and mess up their console. So that, <laughs> that's that's the part I worry about 
because you yeah. always have a ton of you always have like a ton of teenagers and stuff can usually handle it but you have like adults who bought their console for for their kid and goes oh, i don't know how to put this on and yep. then it's mm-hmm. got to be something with the bottom plate like a bottom yeah. plate comes off you you know what you a, get what this about new bottom plate with a disc maybe what about like on a if you think on like a desktop pc you know they have like the drive bays that have like the plastic piece you just remove yeah and then mm. you can put a drive in it could be something like that but maybe. i also look i also look at it as you're gonna have so many people who are like buying this for their kid and then they buy them like uh call of duty on disc but don't know they need to buy the disc drive and then take it home and the kids are gonna be like where's the disc go yeah (laughs) that that reminds me way 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 back when when i was younger it was my duck hunt issue Mm -hmm. because i was one of those people that actually we had a store called easy video right down the street before you know we you know you do the blockbuster thing when you get older at least Mm -hmm. in my area and my dad and I rented Duck Hunt and like we didn't rent the gun or the associate didn't tell us about the gun. Mm-hmm. And we got home and we had to we had to go back to the store because it was we had Duck Hunt without the hunting. <laughs> so that's what that's like kind of what I'm thinking going along the lines of the example that's given there. Yeah, it's going to have to be plug and play. It's going to have to be super simple, like line this up and, and connect it. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine mm-hmm. they, they have to make it simple or else people are going to be bricking their playstations exactly yeah yeah it could be it could be like uh buying ikea furniture and bringing it yeah. home thinking you're a handyman and you're not, you're not you can't assemble mm-hmm. furniture <laughs> so we'll see how it goes i'm assuming i'm assuming this is their plan maybe maybe end of next year maybe or following yeah year. we'll I mean, see i mean if if the ps6 is coming out in like four years they ha- they got to do it so <laughs> yeah it's allegedly a good, it's a good uh mid-cycle refresh for them i guess yeah that's all i have all right i don't have too much um going as kind of a running theme on the podcast here i guess the first thing that i'll announce just due to how funny it is is uh the, the diablo 4 collector's edition was revealed with all the things that you can guess in a collector's edition a pin uh they even have a nice little occult mouse pad and you know, all these different things, naturally an artwork book, but it is revealed without the game itself. Nope. So, it's I just mean, a digital code is what you mean? No, it's nothing. No, it's nothing. You don't oh. get any. I have That's stupid. <laughs> I have two friends who we always play Diablo together. So we were going back and forth, like texting, like, all right, do we get it? We got to get it on PC. We're not getting console. So we all decided we'll get it on PC. And both of my friends were like, yep, I'm getting the collector's edition because they have all the other collector's editions. And then I got like an hour later a text from one of them being like, so it doesn't come with the game. I was like, you have what? (laughs) Wait, what? And I was like, oh, so it just comes with the digital code. And they're like, no, it it doesn't even come with that. (laughs) What? The next step in collector's editions has arrived, gentlemen. It <laughs> yeah, has nothing. arrived. You don't get the game at all anymore. You just—it's just a collector's edition. It's just like if you—if you two months after the game, any game got released, you just like Amazon or Etsy'd or eBayed collector's edition that some uh, diehard fan thought up and created themselves. It's essentially what you're doing now. So. I don't the next generation. Why would they do that? 
just give us the digital know. code. It costs you nothing to do the yeah. digital code. I I don't know. That's wild. Well, the specific paper material that they put the digital code on has gone up 100 <laughs> percent in in the last couple of months. So that might be an issue as to why. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it either. Um. Also, small announcement: Final Fantasy uh, sixteen. What sixteen? Yes, yep, sixteen. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm getting all my numbers mixed up today. <laughs> um, has been announced as exclusively a PlayStation exclusive, exclusively a PlayStation exclusive until uh, the tw- the thirty first of December in twenty twenty three. As we know, yeah, placeholder. <laughs> we don't know if that's set in stone. I just thought it was funny. I also thought it was funny. How long aren't normally um, exclusives like a year six or so? Six months to a year, yeah. Six months to a year? Okay. I thought six months was funny personally. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what you guys think of that. It's it, it's probably not set in stone, but... We still don't have Final Fantasy VII Remake on Xbox, and that was supposed to be a year exclusive. And that That's a good still point. hasn't come out. Well, I think that's yeah. different. That was supposed to be a year. You remember? You remember well, yeah. there was a little like I remember mm-hmm. on the pre-order thing, there was a little like thing in the bottom right that said coming to Xbox and it was a year later. Yeah, but I think that has a lot to do with the licensing between Sony and them for like mm-hmm. specifically the seven series. Yeah. Uh, so like that's that's where things get a little bit tricky, I think, for that particular game. Maybe it was something they decided on and then no, don't want to anymore wise but i think 16 is different and if i had to guess what we're getting 16 in march or no sorry may Mm -hmm. of next year i believe probably would be six month exclusive so probably november if i had to guess uh for for that sort of thing but again as these guys mentioned that december 31st is a placeholder uh that is Mm -hmm. that's not the real date most likely it would be very very strange to have that to be the date but it's usually a placeholder when you don't know when it's going to end exclusivity. Well, it's funny, uh, Craig, to your point about uh, it saying that year for Mm -hmm. uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, we've got um, two releases based off of that VII Remake since then, and it's still not, you know, like I I just think that's quite funny. I mean, with Crisis Core coming out just just very recently, Mm -hmm. you know, so. um, But yes, placeholder. It's it's holding the place. Um, and then the last one is High on Life developers. Uh, they released a patch. Patch had standard stuff, fixing some of the stuff. I am sure if any of y'all played High on Life like I did, we'll talk about that when we talk about the actual game. Uh, there are bugs, but one of the things that it it mainly focused on fixing was turning down the the excessive chatter dialogue option. You have the ability to actually adjust how often mainly the guns talk to you in the game which is quite frequent now i found this funny because i knew when i was playing high on life and again we could talk more about it when we get to the games that i was going to enjoy all of it because i like that humor i've seen the entire rick and morty series i like justin roiland as a uh, creator and and uh as a comedic presence um especially in animation but I just thought it it was interesting that they released it that quickly. High on Life has not been out for a long time, but they quickly got that patch together. They needed to get the patch together for the bugs, but th- the guns do talk to you a lot in the game. 
So that's a recent yeah. patch for anybody playing that game. I'll hold all my comments on the game till we get to it because there's no point in going into it now. But yeah, yeah I mean, that's yeah. a smart move, right? If you don't want to listen to it, having the option to turn that off is nice. Mm-hmm. I Why wasn't it. that an accessibility option Correct. to start, though? That's the that's <laughs> was that where you were going, Craig? <laughs> no, I just think it was probably like them putting that game together. And then after at least as people being like, oh, man, this is obnoxious or whatever, them responding to it. You know, that's how I look at it in a good way. They're like, oh, yeah, maybe people aren't digging how much this gun talks. You know what? Let's make a way to get rid of that so people can still enjoy the game. So, I mean, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad they did that. Yeah, definitely a good feature. With that being said, let's get into the games this week then. Where for me, I put a lot of time into Crisis Core Final Fantasy Reunion and the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 raid, which is something I just want to briefly talk about at least. But those are the two games I played this week. Uh, I also played Crisis Core, uh, obviously high on life, and then jumped back into VR for Arcade Legends. All right, I played more Midnight Suns. I have two minutes of that. That's it. And then then I also played high on life. And based off of the, the amazing hype and potential game of the year status that you gentlemen gave it last podcast i tried the forespoken demo oh yeah okay <laughs> round out that discussion there you can be the you can be the deciding factor on it <laughs> and with that being said uh you tend to have the two older games with forsaken uh forespoken sorry and mm-hmm. marvel midnight suns you go ahead and start uh yeah let me just last take on marvel midnight suns gentlemen i uh, had I had a point in my life this week that I was upset with myself. I don't regret regret everything I do, but I do regret turning that game back on. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. All right. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because it's, it's, it's so mediocre. And there's, there's times that I want to use the word bad, but it's only at best mediocre. And it's just the gameplay. All the things that we talked about in the past, the excessive dialogue, how the battle system is good for people like Barry and I, who kind of like that card system. And Craig, you even gave it the old college try. Mm-hmm. That's the meat of the game. I've, I even found a, a, a rhythm in the hub area where I can keep it from a 25 minute time frame being in that area to like five to eight minutes. I got like a little path I do where I go to okay. this person and I upgrade and I collect these things. It's a nice rhythm that helps me get through the game. So like what I want to describe the game as, as like kind of like a final point more so is that it's like, you know, the, the phrase comfort food and the actual like real life comfort food. It's, it's, it's like a comfort food that, you know, that you've, that you've eaten, but it's not seasoned. It doesn't taste that good, but it's a large quantity. So it kind of just helps you get through the day when you don't want to cook yourself. Because all the times this week that I turned that game back on was either right after work when I had spent all of my mental juices at work or like today when I turned it on, I had a headache. I think I had too much caffeine. I had a couple of coffees this morning, Um, even though that's not the increment for coffee, but whatever. I had a couple of coffees and um, I had a headache and that's why I turned the game on. I I wanted to play high on life. I was like, I don't want to ruin it. My head hurts. I wanted to try a couple of other different games and jump into things. Evil West, I wanted to try that because I still haven't played that game. But 
that's exactly what Marvel Midnight Suns is. The same way you turn on The Office when you don't know what to watch. The same way uh, you make some ramen because you don't know what to cook. It's That's what the game is, point blank. They may have spent a lot of time and maybe a 100-hour game. That's all it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we purchased the game. I'm sorry that we were at least a little hype for the game. I just got Captain America. That was cool. That's it. That's all I that's all I got on it. It's so, don't 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 finish it. <laughs> so so you're saying Midnight Suns is like a plate of hot dogs? Is it's like accurate? a plate of hot dogs. Yeah. It's a plate of it's hot okay. dogs. It's the yeah. yeah, it's the it's the empty fridge. I have a jar of pickles <laughs> yep. and like some terrible concoction in in like some Tupperware that I just have <laughs> to eat because that's all I got right now. It's that's microwavable it mac and cheese. It's microwavable. <laughs> mac and cheese of the gaming world that's it's just it's meh it has its place Um, (laughs) yes and and moving on to bigger or better things or (laughs) probably not forespoken demo yeah (laughs) gentlemen i I still have the pre-order for that game i might cancel it i don't know i need to see something that yeah if this game came out in september of 2023 okay that's a lot of time to fix it i get that demos don't fully show the the uh full scale aspect of what you're going to experience but the targeting system the switching between spells the very intricate um weakness system that you have nothing to really tell you about as far as a as a tutorial there's none just like you guys had announced yeah i got angry i was like angry with the game not to mention not to mention what who, what's the protagonist's name in forespoken i don't remember Ooh, i forget her name uh, forget her. We're, yeah we're yeah we're, we're looking it up, up right now <laughs> yeah. I, I think it started with an f but that's probably because it's forespoken. Is, it fr- is, is it Freya? Uh, It'd be funny if it was yeah, Freya. I think it's Freya. 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 It's, Fre- it's really Frey close. Holland. It's really close. Yep. Frey Holland. I played that demo three hours ago, and I couldn't tell you the main the, the protagonist's name, number one. Number two, she dropped a couple of swear words in there that didn't seem like her character. She was, like, swearing. Like, yeah. in, in dialogue moments, number three, the bracelet with, like, that Jeeves... Yeah. kind of delivery of what he's talking about i might i might cancel my pre-order like well, i you might can, you should you can turn him off now though yeah you can yeah but which is hilarious that they even know that it's not good i like <laughs> i shouldn't have to right did I the should. demo really off put you that badly yes it's terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so it bad did. but don't you Part- feel like that don't you feel no. like there's something there at least like no. i get the feeling that there's something there like it's just that the nope. demo feels like it was just put out there without much thought i um you don't think I, they looked at this and they were like this is the best we got let's put yes. it on that's what a demo is it's supposed to be like this is like drawing you in as far as like yeah. making you want to buy the game so they want to put their best foot forward and if this was them looking at this and being like Yep, this is it. This game is going to be awful. No, <laughs> I is. just no. It it felt like I feel like they put this as a reminder, like, oh, hey guys, look, remember this game that's coming out here? You can play the demo, I guess. That's what I think, because that's what it felt it's like. Because like, what it felt no... like, what it felt like is like 
I'm full of analogies today. You go to a price club or a Costco or a okay. Sam's Club, Here we and go. they have <laughs> and they have those um, what do you call them? Samples. It yep. feels like the person who handed me a sample dropped it in some like <laughs> rancid milk first, and then said, "If you buy it." And there's no rancid milk on it when you eat it. It's going to be good. So, like, I have to trust that if I buy that same product that I'm what trying that analogy. with. Uh, <laughs> what an analogy. What an analogy there. Like, but here's, yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, like, I have the rancid milk taste in my mouth. I don't want to buy the product. Maybe if I did and I went home and cooked it, probably because there was no rancid milk on it, it would taste like it's supposed to, which mm -hmm. is what which is supposed to be incredible. But because of the bad taste from this demo, they should have not released a demo at all. The game's coming out in January. They should have not released a demo at all. Put some really dope, like just keep a 10, or I guess you couldn't do that at the Game Awards, but a relatively timed footage showing. Mm -hmm. Get us hyped. Let us buy it. And then when we unwrap it and the game's terrible, we can't return it. That's what they yeah. should have done. <laughs> so like, it might not be a bad game. It might not. I've I'm made some bad calls before. When it comes out, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try it. But to be fair, to throw this out there so people don't get it confused, I'm going to try it through Gamefly. So I'm not buying the game. I'm going to get good, it sent call. to me. So that if it's terrible, I can play it for a day and then send it right on back and be like, oh, yeah, I avoided $70 hole on that one. Not your boy. Yeah. Your boy's going into the hole. Yeah, but you, <laughs> oh, you buy boy. everything, into though. The you buy everything <laughs> into the hole. <laughs> I'm you, I just we can't take what you do is fine, but we can't take it seriously because you buy literally everything. Yeah, but that's, it's, it's my money on the line is what you people get yeah. from me. It's my money right. on the line. I have to hope it's good because I don't because I'm not getting Gamefly for it. That's what that, I have to I just, hope for. Man. Again, Gamefly, for the love of God, sponsor me. I've been like I'm on like 10 years straight <laughs> yeah. now, but like it's such a it's such a godsend for me specifically for what we do and the amount of games that we play that i can play yeah, these yeah. games and be like this game's terrible thank god i didn't have to spend 70 dollars it's great yeah <laughs> i might have to i might have to invest in that because totally what i'll it. probably do what i'll probably do is i'll probably <laughs> yeah i'll probably keep the pre-order and then look at it for a day, probably watch like 80, 80 review videos and like and do some research on how people are if it's polarized, if it's not, whatever. Yeah. And then I'll I'll most likely play it. It could end up but, being great. We don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just post fired up about it because I played yeah. it and I was like, they were gosh darn right. They were gosh darn <laughs> like just about like how not yeah. impressive it was. Like the traversal was fine. Mm -hmm. I liked that. I liked how big the world was. I enjoyed when you got into the it's not like a it's it's after it's like not a church, but it's almost like it's an outside area where you essentially see all of your um all of your missions or potential missions. Like I enjoyed that kind of thing. And, but like when I was doing the battling, I just was not turned on by what I was getting and mm -hmm. I get that. for a game for a game that displays they, they literally throw at you like you're gonna fight this you're gonna fight this is that a dragon you're darn right it's a dragon you're gonna fight <laughs> that too like i can't get it if i'm fighting fodder and not having like a good time in that demo then it's it's gonna give me it, it's not gonna give me what i need and this is coming from a guy that bought valkyrie elysium 
after playing the Valkyrie Elysium demo, and he wished he never played it. The demo yeah. was good enough that I bought that game, and it was terrible. Why, so, like, I don't know why Forspoken is reversed for me, you yeah. know? Um, so, again, guys, I'm about a couple of hours out of it. I'm a little, mm -hmm. I'm a little mad, mainly because of all the delays, too. Like, this game had the potential to be good. It wowed a lot of us, and that demo really sourpussed me. You know, I was not a fan. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm glad you're on my side. It makes me feel more validated. Not that you're wrong, Barry, because everybody enjoys games differently. I just thought yes. it was like that demo was just a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, do you want to do you want to jump into High on Life then? It's a good jump in. For... Barry, did you play it at all or not? I did not. I have it downloaded. Okay. okay, so this should be interesting because, Craig, you are a Rick and Morty fan. You guys yes. can just, and you can also just spoil the hell out of it. I okay. really don't care. Okay. Oh, perfect. And uh, I am not a Rick and Morty fan. What I did do before I played this game, though, uh, this past week, is I did attempt to watch, like, the first episode of Rick and Morty. Because I've never watched an episode of it in my life. Because I'm so turned off by the overly zealous fans of Rick and Morty. I hate them with a passion. They annoy mm -hmm. me. Um so I tried to watch, I watched like the first episode and I got like halfway through and I went, nah, uh, -uh. the same for me. Um, so that being said, it's a good dynamic for the game. Um, I think my personal opinion on the game is the idea of it is good. I like the story. Um, I feel like the humor is like extremely hit or miss. There's some moments that I thought were hilarious. And then there's an overwhelming majority of the game that is like that extremely childish humor that I can't stand. Uh, I'm like specifically like the best way to describe it is like poop and pee jokes. You know what I mean? I'm like, are we yeah. five for real? Like this is a lot ridiculous. of those. It's so much of it. And I'm just like, yeah. this is not funny who I don't understand how that's, I don't know. I don't want to like people who think that's funny. That's fine. But like in my mind, I'm like, I don't understand how you're writing this as a writer and be like, this is the funniest thing I've ever written because it's like yeah. so childish. But yeah. there are there are areas that work um, that I thought were hilarious. Um, there was a oh, man where they called the construction workers. They were like the macaroni brothers. Is that right? Yeah. the mac Yeah. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Like. I don't know yeah, how Italian you handled humor. it, but like, yeah, like the Italian humor where he comes up, you're just trying to get through and he's like pushing you. So you yeah. shoot him and then his brother's like, whoa, 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 you shot my brother. And then you shoot him and then another one. It's like eight of them. And like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. You shot. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Yeah. To me. yeah. Um, like that stuff. Like, part. give me all of that. You know, yeah. um, I think the guns I don't find annoying. Um, the main gun, which that's uh, who voices that one. Is that Justin? Rollins? That is that. That, yeah, that is him. I I don't understand his line delivery. And I know it's very polarizing, like you either love it or you don't. I don't understand like the constant like, yeah, so, uh, you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. OK, like that kind of delivery. I'm just like, I I could do without it. I don't think it's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it's I don't find it overly obnoxious. It just doesn't work for me. The parts that really uh we'll say grind my gears here is finishing a mission going back to the house and having to listen to everybody talk for 15 20 minutes i'm like please talk yeah please shut up 
and let me go to the next bounty. For the love of God, shut up. I don't care. It's yeah. <laughs> and I know that's the humor, right? Like that's the part you either love or you hate. But it's like his your sister talking about her boyfriend or all that stuff. I don't I don't care. I just let me yeah. play. Um, the game itself, gameplay wise, it's a Halo ripoff, right? It, it's it's Halo. Down to one of the weapons is literally a needler. Like it's yeah. a needler, right? It, yeah, it is. identical to a needler. Um, so I don't think like gameplay wise, it's nothing new. Um, it's very, very standard. Upgrade, get a jetpack, get a power slide, um, that kind of stuff. It's all very standard. It's it's fine enough, but uh I'm having trouble keeping motivation to beat this game because mm. I'm just getting bogged down by the like just obscene amount of talking in between what you're supposed to be doing. Um, if there was less of that, I'd probably have a beat already. Uh, but there's just like, I do like a bounty and then I go back and I'm just by time that like talking force talking sections over, I'm just like, I I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do anymore. Um, it's, it's okay. I think it's like a six out of 10, five or six out of 10 for me. What do you think? Um, as a avid, avid enough Rick and Morty mm -hmm. fan, I would give it maybe at at best an an eight. Okay. Um, there's a couple of things that I I know will turn off certain people specifically, be, unless you're a fan of that Rick and Morty humor. So like the original gun that you get that that uh that Justin voice that's essentially Morty. It 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 just is. So mm -hmm. anybody who watches the show is going to get that kind of humor where he's like, I, 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 I don't know if you want to go here. Do you want to go there? Like, let's go like, do what you want. Like that's, yeah. it's, it's, it's because it's not in like Morty skin. It's, it, it may not be as well perceived because you know, that the, the person who normally has that voice or at least the animated person is a, is a kid, but there is humor. They do a lot of poop and pee jokes. <laughs> yeah. Totally. There are, there, that is, <laughs> That is stuff that really lands, you know, it's kind of like how I feel. And I, I am not one of those Rick and Morty fans that you're talking about, Craig. Where it's yeah, I know you're not. And I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I feel like it's sometimes it gets received and, and it's not as good of a show necessarily as this, but it's kind of how Beavis and Butthead got received, where there's like a layer where a lot of us enjoyed it. And then it was per people who couldn't get past a specific layer, but we're not here to talk about the show the game itself um the shooter i didn't even think of the halo comparison until you said it it it's 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 essentially yeah like a, a halo ripoff that that's what works for it kind of mm -hmm. is and that's what keeps you going is that gameplay the guns are interesting enough there's few of them but like not i like that i, I like that there's not too many Yep. Especially because they especially because they talk and they have names and identities. So like, yep. you know, that's like too many things to keep track of. Too many the groups. worlds are fine to yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's um the worlds are fine. Um, I was not aware that you were going to be going to such different worlds. So I'm glad that there was at least a little bit because like I mean, the show is about them going to different dimensions and some dimensions will have this, some will have that. So I do it. I enjoy the game, but it's almost funny, Craig. You said you're having a problem beating it. I have it for like a different reason. I don't know what's making it stale for me. Um, I haven't finished it. 
Mm-hmm. I am past like the initial bounties you do. So like the three initial bounties. Okay. Like the one where the one guy, the one octopus guy. <laughs> I think um, I'm on like the fifth bounty out of six. Okay. I think there's six total. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, going back to the house, the forced chatter with your sister and you. The sister's funny at times, but not when yeah. you're forced to listen to her. Yep. Or forced to listen to the 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 uh, ex bounty hunter that takes up Shaq in your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it looks pretty good visual wise. Yeah. I think they did a great job. Uh, the chests are alive when you <laughs> when you take uh, currency out of it. You kill them with the knife you got, which the is a very great. Sadist- the knife is great. The knife is a very sad- he's just like oh let me stab somebody. Just <laughs> come on, I just want to stab somebody and see the see the guts. Like yeah. he's just like I don't like that's him the whole time. Yep. Um, so there are certain things that land. Uh, for me, I have more of a Rick and Morty um, humor buffer. So a lot of the stuff doesn't bother me. It's just more reminiscent of what I've seen in the show, what I've heard from the show, what I've heard and everything they've done. So I personally can't rate it a 10. I can't even really rate it a nine. At times, it does feel like an eight to me. At times, a six or seven. So we can average that out. Maybe I'll actually move it down to a seven. I think people should try it. It's a perfect Game Pass game. Yep. I, I'm, gl- I'm glad I didn't buy it, and I, li- and I, 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 I'm giving it a seven. You know, and I'm yep. still glad that I didn't buy it. Uh, if you have Game Pass, just like you utilize it for all the other awesome things like Plague Tale and such that we are able to get throughout the year, Atomic Heart next year, yep. use Game Pass. Now, now it's turning into a Game Pass plug, but <laughs> you know, it's the perfect Game Pass game. It's the perfect Game Pass game. Don't yep. I, I? I wouldn't tell anybody to buy it to be honest, unless they were a Rick and Forty man of my level. A Rick and or Forty higher. man, heck yeah, a Rick and Forty man. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth sixty bucks, but like as a download, a hundred percent, I would say at least try it. Um, also great intro, by the way, where you play like that X, where they, the tutorial I thought I watched the tutorial. I thought that was that part. I was like, okay, this actually makes me excited to play the game when I eventually Mm -hmm. play it. Yeah. It was like a Duke Nukem feel. Yeah. It's hilarious. Like Duke Nukem, like almost doom type stuff. So Uh, yeah, yeah, your ex-wife, your ex, your (laughs) ex-wife's trying to sue you, man. Hey, hey, it's it's your lawyer again (laughs) (laughs) for like 15 times. Hey, hey, it's your lawyer again. In case you forgot. (laughs) See that was a good part. That that it was. one landed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Uh, um okay, so I'll hit Arcade Legends real quick and then we can hit Crisis Core cuz that's a big one. Um yeah. Arcade Legends for VR. I've had my eye on this game for like I feel like all year, but I think it's more like 6 to 8 months. Um it finally came out on Oculus this week so I could finally pick it up. Uh it's like 25 bucks. Basically, you run your own arcade. So you get a rundown arcade, you do different quests and you get money to buy more arcade machines to put in here. What I think works so well in this is that the arcade games that they got, which are like ticket based games. So they have like the basketball um, claw machines, that kind of stuff. They're all um, licensed from uh, I forget which company. It's like LEI or something. One of the big companies that makes these ticket redemption games. And obviously you get to play every single one of them. And you can also do multiplayer and invite people over to your arcade and you can hang out and play games and redeem your tickets and all that kind of stuff. Perfect game for VR, right? I love arcades. I love, you know, I love claw machines. I love playing the basketball ones. Um, 
there's there's some other ones. There's quite a few actually, and they're they have committed to adding more as it goes on as like free updates, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I mean it's fun. You get to decorate your arcade however you want it to look. Um, I'm having a good time with it. Again, it's like the perfect introduction too for people in VR. Be like, hey, put this on and go play some arcade games. Um, you can get lost pretty easily in that. So I would 100% recommend that. Um, I'm having a blast with it. I don't know what else to say about it. It's a ton of fun. Uh, Barry. Crisis give that, Core. Give me that Crisis All Core. All right. I'm ready. Let's I'm ready. Get it. Uh, <laughs> as a huge fan of Final Fantasy Crisis Core, mm-hmm. it definitely couple things game de- the it, it's definitely aged for sure yes. uh this does not look like a good game i should say graphically <laughs> it does not look anything spectacular it didn't the, get the same love that the final fantasy 7 did no it did sure. not it absolutely mm-hmm. okay. didn't and i also mm-hmm. didn't expect them to do it to be fair it was you didn't expect a little bit more though i uh, okay so <laughs> it's a little I, i'll rough. say <laughs> it is a little rough it is rougher mm-hmm. than i originally expected uh, mm-hmm. But I also don't know whether or not I have a feeling this is one of the things that they didn't originally plan to to re-release of. But you see all of the kind of all of the questions that came up when people played the new remake going, who's the Zach Fair character that they keep seeing? So then yeah. they realize, oh, crap, people didn't play Crisis Core that was available on PSP. I guess we need to figure out, especially if they plan on changing like the ending, which I don't know if that's the case for the original. But Zach mm-hmm. Fair is playing a lot more of a part um, than originally expected on my end. The game looks rough. That is just how things go. It is a like I, I have come to accept that for the yeah. most part. A lot of the original uh, like kind of cheese things that were in Crisis Core and the PSP still works for this game i had kiraga two hours into the game because i knew exactly what the recipe was to get kiraga i have a lot of very powerful early spells that i shouldn't have but i have it because i remembered what the recipes were when i was playing the game on psp overall story-wise and i guess this is the part i'm most conflicted about um it is a good prequel. Uh, the thing is, is there's a lot of I- I'm starting to realize that in my younger years, I was just probably pretty blind to the fact that Angela is not good of a character as I remember. Not nearly. Yeah. He is very cryptic. He essentially doesn't do a lot. I remember him being more of like a figure to Zach to Zach Fair, the main character you play as in the PSP game. But that is not the case in this one. He is very cryptic. He's very yep. distant and he's meant to and he's meant to make a big emotional impact that I feel like misses uh, for the most part there. How far are you into the game, Craig? Have you played it uh, like five or six hours? OK, I'm about six hours. I'm into I'm into chapter six and there's ten chapters. Do you know what? I'm not chapter... that far because I went down the rabbit hole of all those random side missions. The So the <laughs> random side missions, I yeah. will say, are a good distraction because yeah. they don't feel overwhelming. So it's an and easy you, you way finish for... them in like five minutes. Exactly. So I, I'm yeah. with you there. I do a lot of that mm-hmm. as well. And story wise, it's particularly the same if you want like and here's the thing for Crisis Core. I think if you really want to, there's a chance that you really need to play crisis core to understand rebirth. There is a, 
Rebirth is a very weird title for the next one, which makes me think different things about how maybe the new Final Fantasy VII remake series is going to play out. And that's kind of like my big conundrum here. I feel like I have to play it. One, I liked Crisis Core originally, but two, does this character play a major role in the new game? which we don't know yet is the kind of thing that I'm getting at. So to see like cloud before he's distant, I really mm-hmm. enjoy to get to see Sephiroth before we know him as the big major villain and kind of the background to a lot of the soldier uh, protocol and everything like that. I like having that background knowledge. Uh, and I like to know kind of the origin of the buster sword in a way, uh, because that is mm-hmm. clouds iconic sword. And you kind of yep. get that. Zach is a really cookie cutter uh, <laughs> protagonist. Yeah, he he's all about he's very and I'm going to put it very Kingdom Hearts like he's yep. all about uh, dreams, being yep. a hero of uh, friendship stuff, whatnot. The voice acting, though, is definitely not as good as I remember in the first. The voice Ooh. actors they got for this. I do. I don't want to from uh, wish uh, wish <laughs> they're, they're from wish they're from wish dot com. <laughs> It, 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 I really I got I, it. Oh, I got it. It's it just a, a discount website. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. It, yeah. I don't know. It was rough for me because I remember Zach sounding a lot better. And especially I'm, there's a time skip to say the least. And Zach mm-hmm. eventually gets an older voice. His older voice is not very much older, uh, in a way. So it, it really hurts me to say that like Zach's image is kind of stained in my eyes because his character isn't as good uh, as I remember. And I think it's because it's his voice is different. Are you, are you using English? Yes, I am. Okay. So am I, I thought about (laughs) switching to Japanese just to see if that would help. As did I. And I still might Mm -hmm. do so. I never played it in Japanese when I was a kid. So I I definitely English is what I grew up on. So, it's um, Barry. Are you saying that this game is causing a crisis in your core? Oh my God! Is that what you're saying? <laughs> At my core, I am having a crisis. Uh, oh it okay. The combat system is, I feel like, a lot better. Like it's <laughs> not Final Fantasy VII combat system. Let me get that straight. Mm-hmm. It's much more simplified, and I do prefer that for this game. Because a lot you don't get party members in this game. It's you by yourself right. defeating a lot of these enemies. So I, I like this combat system because I feel like it's fast. It's easy to get to everything, and the quality of life changes they made to it are worth it. Um, for example, you get you get more materia moves now. You get uh, like there's a Buster Sword proficiency meter which was not in the original game. So there is there's a ton of stuff that they added that I think adds to it and makes combat even more fun but it i definitely feel like the story's taking a hit for me and i feel like a lot of it has to do with maybe the voice actors a little bit not being the original and that might be my my brain wanting it to be the original voice actors like i want it but that's not the case you know this the original crisis Core was released more than 10 years ago i think it was maybe 12 years ago it was released so you got to think about that when it comes to how aged this game is of uh, did i expect it to be looking better yes did is it still the same crisis core game yeah it is and i still think the story is there 
it's just not what I remember. Like, it's not more about it's not as much about as Angel as I thought it was. It really is a lot about Cloud. Sorry, Zach and Aerith, which mm-hmm. z- you kind of get clues to that in the remake as well. So right. uh, you get you get there. So uh, I, how did you feel about it? I rambled on. For so it's enough. it's no, it's fine. It's funny that when you were talking earlier that while I've been playing it, I started to feel like it's very Kingdom Hearts to me and almost to the point where I I almost felt like you, Barry, when you try to explain Kingdom Hearts to somebody is how you were going to end up having to explain the Final Fantasy VII remake and how Crisis Core <laughs> interwines. That's going to be awesome. Be like, well, actually, if you go back and you play Crisis Core, mm-hmm. and there's a specific moment about three hours in with Angeal, and he's talking to Sephiroth, and if you go back and play that and then go watch the cutscene from Final Fantasy VII, that's going to give you a clue into this that's in the next part. That's you where know, we're going to be at. It, it's funny. <laughs> I didn't add those dots, but that is absolutely what's going to happen. And I'm pretty kingdom- sure... The Kingdom Hearts in it. Yeah, th- yeah there's the I'm Kingdom pretty sure Hearts te- in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tetsuya Nomura is also directing these games, which now yeah. makes complete and utter circle <laughs> sense. It's now all yeah. coming together as Craig added those dots for me there. Uh, <laughs> Craig, you but, just like activated my synapses. Yep. Two wires can, touched and now everything is connected. Can you not just like look like five years in the future or maybe longer when we have all the final fantasy seven remakes parts together. And we're there trying to just, just give everybody how the ending goes together. And we're just like, really we have like a whiteboard behind really us and we're like, oh, all right. So man. if we make a line here and go under, <laughs> that's going to be us. It's the it's same the, thing from it's Kingdom the meme Hearts. from it's always sunny. <laughs> It's, yep. it's yeah, the, the Charlie meme. meme. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're going to be circling and have strings. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I thought it would look a little bit better. I didn't expect it to be like Final Fantasy VII Remake level. I didn't expect that, but I expected it to look a little bit nicer. But they are. It's it was very obvious that this was not the level of love that Final Fantasy VII got. It was more of a we need to get this story out there so people can play it and know who he is. And that's fine, Um, because at its core, when I started playing this game, I started it up. I know that intro like I've seen that intro like 20 times. It's just yeah. like it immediately was like putting on comfy sweatpants and I'm like, oh, yep. yeah, let's go. I don't even I don't even care that it doesn't look as good. I don't even care that the voice acting isn't as good as it should be because I am right back with my PSP on my couch and I don't yeah. care. Um, so is it a great game? No. But for people like us who have that nostalgia for the original, just like with Final Fantasy seven, I'm like, I am in. Let's go ahead and. You can take all my hours for this one. And it's not even that long of a game. Probably like, what, 15 hours, maybe 15 to 20 hours. There's 10 chapters. I am breezing through it like at a pace that I did not breeze through it when I was a kid. Again, Mm -hmm. I was probably pretty dumb. I didn't exploit weaknesses (laughs) like my 20 year, 28 year old brain knows how to do now. So Mm -hmm. there's probably a lot of that playing around in me as well. But like you're you're absolutely right. A lot of it is nostalgia with me. I know the ending is like one of the most like badass things that I love about yeah. Crisis Core. That ending is going to that ending is going to invoke feelings in me that I got when I was 14 <laughs> or 12 playing that that game. So I'm like working toward that ending in a way. I yeah. I forget how confusing like the the XP system is 
because oh, there awful. isn't XP. <laughs> it's it, awful. <laughs> the game, the game, all it does is it doesn't tell you how much XP you earn. It just hits a random slot number and eventually yep. levels you up. Like it does it all on its own. Oh, and wow. in my brain, it's really confusing for an RPG to do that. Uh, yeah, you can't a track lot, it. Yeah, because a lot of the times I find myself just I'll end a battle and it'll be like, oh, you leveled up. And I'm like, I know there wasn't seven, seven, seven on that thing. You just <laughs> you just you just made it because you knew I was supposed to level up kind of thing. And it's I counting it's it better. in the background. It's just yeah. not showing you. Yeah. yeah. So it's that it's that slot machine that's not random at all. Yeah. <laughs> like it knows exactly what to give you. Mm-hmm. I think this is a game that's like for us. We, we love it. But if somebody else who doesn't have the love for Final Fantasy seven crisis core comes in, they're going to be like, this game's awful. I just yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad for whoever played remake. And then they're like, oh, man, I loved yeah. remake. Let's get crisis core reunion. And then yep. they are picking this up going, what is this? Because it's not what. <laughs> yeah, it's what you that's going to be you. Yeah, it'd be interesting that's, that's for you to buy play it. it. I want you to play it, though, just to You're gonna get borrow like, my copy opinion. once I'm done. Yeah, yeah, you're going to borrow okay. my copy once I'm done here because I'm going to be done with it by the end of the week. Uh, yeah, I don't have much I, I, longer I, I, to yeah. go. My man, I'm intrigued. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I didn't want to buy it. I wanted to kind of hear what you guys were going to say and what other people yeah. have said um, because I am not a Crisis Core person. But Anything with Final Fantasy VII on the box, I'm going to buy. And it's yeah. it's almost, it's crazy to me, Barry, that like your love for this game that you never like sought out Final Fantasy VII growing up yeah i'm i am in this very you know, weird. weird weird place where i never played the original seven never beat it but i played crisis core and i loved it so it it, it is <laughs> you would have thought you would have that's, like that's so odd at, if you you would think you would have like bought final fantasy 7 on like pc or something somewhere along the way yeah you'd think it's like not I, playing it i was oh, go ahead go ahead no no that's what i mean like i don't know that's what that's what i'm making i don't know why i did it I might not have yeah. had the money as a kid to get it. That's and fair. then by the time I was older here, I look at Final Fantasy seven and it's like, uh, it looks old. <laughs> yeah, because probably... Final Fantasy seven was before your time. Exactly. Really. Yeah. And there, I guess that it makes sense because there wasn't really a good way to play Final Fantasy seven. Other than no. PC and it, it, it ran like crap on PC. Yeah. And so, I didn't yeah. I didn't have a PC till I was until I was 24. So it, I didn't, yeah, I didn't get I guess one until much sense, later then. in life. You were just born at the wrong time, but somehow yeah. you still got like the love for crisis core. It's so yeah. weird. It's just so, it's like, it's so funny to me. It's like liking, if we're using kingdom hearts as an example, it's like never having played one, two or three, but like you like one of the random ones. That's 2. like, in yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. You like dream drop distance or you like oh, chain of go. memory. Yeah. Get out or, the whiteboard. Or, yeah. Or, or, th- or three fifty two over eight days oh, or, or recoded at that bad matter. Mm, yeah. It, it's funny. It's funny to me. You mentioned that because like, it, it's much like dream drop distance. If I, if oh, we're no. making Kingdom Hearts analogies now, oh, no. and, sorry, Craig, you did this. This is your fault. Um, let me be, let me be completely clear because chain of memories is like a completely different game. Like at least crisis core is in the same vicinity as the other games. Chain yeah. of memories is, is a completely different card game. It's a, it's a card game. It's, it's so it's different. Fair. All right, done, done, <laughs> done. Overall, don't, I think it's a don't solid. Don't say Kingdom Hearts anymore. Don't say Kingdom Hearts anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be try to be as fair as possible. Looking at this game without nostalgia, love, I'm gonna say 
seven out of ten. I'm seven. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm leaning yeah. towards seven, like six. Yeah. I'm leaning toward like seven, pretty pretty stagnantly. But if I but... if I take the glasses and put them down, the nostalgia glasses, it's a ten. Like, See, ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, oh, it's a nine. This is the this is yep. such a good game. Yeah, it's exactly yep. like that. So true. I respect I, that. I also have to we also have to see if whether or not the ending changed like that. That's my thing right. here, because I I they're putting so much more focus on Zach than any than the previous game did, because seven was out and completed. But and then Crisis Core came out afterward. So. Yeah. You have this kind of thing where they're like retrospectively trying to add more Zach to it, which is just strange to Weird. me, I guess. Yeah. But because you, you know, the original people love like what Final Fantasy seven is and you mm -hmm. don't need to have this Crisis Core remake in it for people to really, I think, understand or love uh, the same Final Fantasy seven that they hopefully could pull off with this trilogy. But we, you know, we just yeah. have to continue playing. Zach and has see no it. presence in Final Fantasy yeah. VII. Yeah, like the, the, Zach is an afterthought no. to what everything yeah. else is. But I got to figure out. I, I have to know whether or not this becomes a bigger deal because it, it potentially could, and that means yeah. you know Zach. I love Zach. I love Zach. He is, he's awesome. <laughs> it's because he's so close to Sora. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, this is so cool. Oh my god! Stop. But, uh, we have to move on before Barry goes on a Kingdom Hearts. Rant. No, yeah, no. I was just, I was just about to, I was just about to force me to go into. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Modern Warfare Two raid. Craig, mm. did you play the raid? Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, but I want to. It seems interesting. So go oh, ahead. You, we should just play together. We, no. we all three okay. of us should play the raid together. Yeah, it has to. Be I want to try. Yeah. This would be fun. So. Okay. The raid and here's here's what I came into it thinking. I'm thinking it's a call of duty. There's no way a raid can like be. I want to like say Destiny fun type or, raid. Like yeah, exactly. like a Destiny. Destiny. Okay. okay. I I didn't think, but I was pleasantly surprised. One, it is quite difficult. I find. Okay. Um. Two, there are puzzles in this. Nice. Call of Duty put puzzles in this raid, and. <laughs> That's cool. Um, it's a very simple puzzle because I feel like they're trying to test the waters with like what Call of Duty can do. But overall, like and I've completed the raid twice now and I I really I, I think they have something going here. The okay. one thing oh. I will say, because people are trying the raid but not doing the other stuff, you I would highly suggest playing the cooperative missions. That'll probably make the game make the raid easier for you we had never done any of the cooperative missions at all and mm. how modern warfare 2 works in cooperative is there are three like tiers you can pick through assault medic or recon and as you earn stars for doing cooperative missions like you get upgrades for those tiers whether it's more armor slots to put in whether it's like a, whether it's a special ability or like for the medic, you get a gun to like uh, a medic gun to like shoot at somebody gun. and instantly mm -hmm. bring them bring them up. So there's a lot of that going on. That if you have never played cooperative, you're you'll find this you'll find this pretty hard. It took us I think forty minutes. No, I no, I think it took longer. I think it took two hours to beat the raid the first time, and then we got it done in about forty the second time. 
once we tried it, once we actually figured out what we were doing. And I feel like it is best to have somebody who at least played the raid mm-hmm. uh, to kind of help the new people. Like when I when I play with you guys, I will let you guys kind of try to figure things out and I'll try to lean you in certain directions. But sure. I find the puzzle part pretty cool. There's there's a particular part where you're all. There's a particular part where you're all sharing a particular thing in order to stay alive, and it is a little strange, okay. and it's kind of... I know Talking it's meant about to... about the, the air mask thing? Like yes. Like the underwater? Yes. Yeah, that was in the yeah. trailer. Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. All right, I was trying not to spoil it. Yeah, I know it it's meant trailer. to add tension, but, like, as long as you and your three teammates have good, like... Um, communication. Like, yeah, good communication. Yeah. Like, all three of you take it, take a hit of it, I guess in a way, you know, take a hit of the air tank, run a little bit. Once one person goes, they get it next person, next person, then you just keep going. So I feel like a lot of the stress that that was added, like is kind of lost on me. I do understand that it was like, it, it you get there and it's easy to get lost in this particular section. Cause you're swimming and the swimming controls are a little bit. I yeah, want to say on great. the, uh, yeah, not, <laughs> not on the great, great side. Uh, so it can be a little bit annoying when it comes to the swimming po- the swimming section of that, but it there are there are there are splices of Splinter Cell Cooperative. Like if you okay. remember, so like taking oh, yeah. taking down enemies together at the same time is important in order to get other guards to not notice you. So like, and I love I love that portion of like Splinter Cell. The fact that you're all talking, you do a countdown and you go, and then it's like, okay, next group of targets, one, two, three, go type of thing. And I love that. I love the coordination that you can pull off. Is it, it's not great, I want to say in the game, but it's the start. So I'm hoping that they can eventually make it a little bit easier to like pull off this coordination or better marking. Cause really all you can do is press the uh, up on the D pad and mark, 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 mark other stuff. And it eventually just becomes a little bit too, I think, busy on the map for it. And they do need to do a better job of like guard detection and and things like that, because guards get alerted way too easily in this mode. And you can find yourself getting overrun quite easily uh, because they throw those armored soldiers at you and Mm -hmm. they they are tough. And if you open a door and they're right in front of you, they're going to get you like you will go down. But I I overall feel like the raid is a wonderful start to what Call of Duty can do with raids. And I th- I do think they will continue to do raids. Uh, there's kind yeah. of a bit of a story with the raid, so I feel like it just needs to be updated often enough. That's my thing. Mm. So Like one a like, season, I think, is what they're looking for, right? Well, my main thing with that is, is like season one has kind of been out. Don't we still have 40 plus days? on that something like that i feel like 45 i feel like i feel like you could maybe release two a season one at like the beginning or the halfway and then one at the Mm -hmm. end so you can kind of pick there you know let people enjoy the new season here's a new raid mission in the middle and then a mission to end it in a way so uh just because if if you don't update it enough people are not going to care and people are not going to want to play it yes you do get exclusive call signs and mystery boxes for doing it. I was just going to ask you, is the payoff good? Yeah, that's what I, yeah, yeah. it's all, it, it's all right. Um, so they like, give you like what? That. So card calling cards. 
Yeah, they give you calling cards. There's and I haven't figured it out yet, but there are like these mystery boxes I'm supposed to be able to open. I mm-hmm. don't know where I'm supposed to open them. I went to every <laughs> menu and I couldn't find okay. them. And I don't know if these mystery boxes are what the calling card I get is in the next screen. If you understand what oh. I'm saying. Yeah. Because it'll mm. it'll show like a mystery box thing up at the top, like in the center of the screen. But then it'll show you like, OK, you got these calling cards or call signs and stuff like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. OK, is that what's in the box or do I still need to open the box? Like, that's my <laughs> confusion yeah. about it and i can't find the box so i assume that is the box um okay what's in the box <laughs> i'm, I'm do... intrigued because that trailer made it look very cool yeah and anytime you think raid i mean it's not going to be a full destiny kind of thing because right. they're different games but that's a good idea with maybe having two a season because if there's anything call of duty players have it's at least two friends to be able to do yeah the raid with so you know like no, nobody's really going to have an issue trying to find two other people right that yeah, they want to they want to ha- coordinate with yeah the issue i have with like how they have it run right now is all of the other cooperative missions are all duos they're not trios so like let's say you want to play with your friends and you realize oh i should play these other cooperative missions i can't play with my other three friends i have to axe one out i have to tell them no i don't want to play with you you suck uh (laughs) kind of thing there and then they and then that one friend that you have to ask you either have to play with these missions again with him or he needs to find someone else to play with i don't like that alienation in a way like Mm. you should have it standard like if you want to do these raids and you want people to play the cooperative missions have it all be trios or have it like i feel like trios is the best option i maybe they do quads in the future for it uh, kind of like how Destiny can be like six or, you know, I think six or eight yeah. players at, at a time. Mm-hmm. You can grow that, but I really think you need to at least put trios in there. That way, if you eventually accrue a party of six for a raid, you can at least have two, you know, parties of three that have played yeah. with each mm-hmm. other and know what they're doing. Uh, Call of Duty, like, I, I wish I could send them a letter. I guess this is my plea for you to do that. <laughs> like, please do that. Like, make yeah. it so... So I don't have to one alienate my one friend because he can't play with us because the co- all the other cooperative missions are duo based. And two, you just make it uniform. You make it so much easier to understand. Like I, I made the mistake of like activating my raid, uh, activating my raid assignment with my three friends in the lobby. And then we got kicked from that lobby and I was looking, I don't know how it happened, but I was searching for a lobby to join in when you're not supposed to be able to like, you have to Mm. be in a party with three friends to start the raid. You have Mm. to be. So I don't know what happened. I don't know for me if it was like a glitch or something, but then I had to go into Warzone, get a top 20 and then get it back. I think how they have you getting the raid assignments is very easy. I find it very streamlined. You either have to do daily challenges in multiplayer, get a top 20 in Warzone, or leave with 30k in your bank in the dmz mode that one's like the hardest mm-hmm. uh yeah very, um by far uh just because you have to stay in the game type for the game mode for so long but the other two are quite easy to get like the mission the daily missions one is pr- is the easiest and goes really quickly too you don't have to spend you know so you have to do that first a- before you, you have to get it yeah you have to okay. get a rate to assignment. qualify 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Craig, you sense. you definitely have one. I know you play Warzone. Yeah. Of uh, Craig in the Giants jersey. I <laughs> I don't know how much you've been playing, so that may be something you need to do. I have way if too you much go... time in that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I've been I've been I've been bruising shipment. I don't know what uh, bruising is not a term, but I've been playing a crap ton of shipment because that's one of uh, my wife and I's favorite, uh, one okay. of our favorite levels. So you probably so got you probably have a raid assignment from doing that and your raid assignments last a week. Okay. Uh, so once that week is over, you then have to go back and get another one. So I will probably have to get another one most likely. But again, I feel like it's easy because I I. I I, Craig, I'm going to say, I don't know how you do it. I played a decent amount of Warzone this week. I hate Warzone. I cannot really? stand it. Um, I don't know why, and you know how it is with me, too. I don't feel like Warzone is fair okay. Um, okay. in a lot of ways, because for me, I shoot first at people, and because they're very good at all getting headshots, I die quicker than they do. Like It's very obvious that mm-hmm. like I'm aiming for the chest, and they aim for my head and I'm dead within a couple seconds. So it's right. it it's a skill problem. It's me. It's not Call of Duty, <laughs> but I I can't stand Warzone because of it cuz every time I get into a firefight, I'm losing 90% of the time. Um mm. so it's just how things are. Gotcha. I'm I'm just not a Warzone person because in Apex, no matter unless you get a Kraber, I at least stand a chance mm-hmm. in in my mm. eyes and Craig, yeah. Craig gets that, so. Yeah, sure. I get it. Yeah, I'm excited to try it. It sounds cool. All right. The high sensitivity Call of Duty raid coming to you soon. There we go. Yeah, there we go. All right. Time for movies and TV shows then. Yep. I finally watched Nope. All right. I, uh, and then I also watched the Netflix series Dragon Age Absolution. Uh, I expect to be watching Way of Water sometime this week. Oh, uh, okay. Are you so, going to the theater to see that? I will. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to the theater just because, and this is my statement to throw out into the world, I refuse to support James Cameron because he is an eternal douche. <laughs> no, <laughs> He's he is like a, he the is, worst. He is, a, he is a jerk. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch yeah, it when it comes on in my home, but like I, I can't. Like The amount of stuff that he's said recently has just turned me so off on this movie i don't even want to go <laughs> what did you guys watch uh so i watched two movies this week i watched the fablemans and black adam oh i'm interested in your black adam take um i don't have anything exciting because craig talked about it last week but i did watch troll that was the only thing i watched this week. nice did none of you guys watch the pinocchio the the guillermo del toro's i one? forgot Oh darn! I, I also, I also. I'll put it on my list. You know what? I'll watch it tomorrow. Thank you, Barry. You sounded like you, Barry sounded like Pinocchio when he said, totally "Oh darn! Forgot. Oh darn!" <laughs> I, I even I have it on my talk list. About it to somebody, I really, I really like Pinocchio. It, it, it is a good movie, and I think you guys. I will like watch it. it. I'll, I'll watch sure. it. So I'll talk note. about it now. Barry. Uh, Give me notes. So nope. Yes. Uh, I really liked nope. Yes. I really did like the. I can't say enough, like the cinematography and this is like coming from a broadcast journalism major is spectacular. Like Mm -hmm. the entire way, like Peel shoots all of his stuff. The, the, the raining blood on the house is by far my favorite. It is such a cool shot and it is done. It is done practically. Like I can tell 
that what they did on the cameras is there's people above that stage house and they're just pouring red buckets of paint all over it. It <laughs> yep. looks spectacular. Uh, and I really, mm. I really like that about it. Um, so we're going to go into spoilers for Nope. The mm. reveal that the UFO is a monster instead of yes. like actually being piloted by something I did. I, I did like, I will say the ending was really strange for me when it inflates into this huge jellyfish thing. Yeah, when it opens um, up. And I feel like, and this might be just me, like, I don't understand some of the directional takes as to why its mouth was this, like, I I can't explain it. It was almost like a parachute that came out every couple seconds. And Craig, there's a reason. Smiling. Okay, there's a so reason. I just don't so want to the- get into it on here. I mean, I can, oh, but okay. I did a lot of digging. <laughs> because i was so confused and i was like i need to know what he was going for and i did find out Um, okay so you'll have to tell me because i like i am i'm interested in that part yeah i i feel like everybody acted their butt off and like there i like it and i hate the way horror movies make me feel where i'm always on edge but like i at least had you guys tell me it's not the scariest thing in the world Mm -hmm. so i felt a little bit like at more ease to where I was comfortable to where I was. Some of like the jump. Did the barn scene I... get you? Because that was phenomenal. Oh, the, the bar- barn. The, scene was the bar- the bar- Yeah, the barn scene was <laughs> so funny good. because wow, the camera turns around and I'm like, wait, that wasn't there before. And I'm like looking closer yep. at the screen, and then that you know the the costume gets up, and I'm like, and I'm like, nope, 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 I'm not for this. I'm <laughs> nope, nope. It's, it's the name so of the movie. Good. Yep. Yeah. It, I, I I agreed with the character there going, oh, nope. Like, he's just. Yeah. yeah oh, ba- nope. Backing that barn away. scene, like, made my. Even though it turns out to not be anything, like, made my blood go, like, cold. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so, like, it's done so well that you're just like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Crazy. No, yeah. Like, that was done, like, really superbly. And I, and I loved, like, that bar scene, despite the fact that it, like, it did, like, I was like, oh my God, like, stop. Yeah. Uh, because I yeah. didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, and then he immediately, like, releases the tension, which is what I yeah. liked. I like that immediately, he, you know, you find out that it's just kids in a costume uh, going, mm-hmm. don't mess with the farm. So I, I enjoyed that portion of things a lot, for sure um other things in nope let me see here i thought the monkey thing was a little strange i'm still not completely sure where that was going i get it's to give the one circus guy a bit of i don't know i guess drama to his backstory backstory Backstory, yeah but like to open up with that i was like oh my god what is what is this i mean it ties to it ties to the ufo it does because like essentially Yeah, and essentially, yeah, that's the one thing. And, like, the other Mm -hmm. thing was it explained why he was trying to tame it. Right. At, like, the big organized area when it, like, took everybody in the rafters. It's, like, him having that experience with that monkey, like, later made the exploitative nature that he was of of taming a beast. Because that's what he was doing. He was feeding the thing horses. Yep. Because they, they, they hinted at that. They said it not relatively quickly but they said it quick enough and that's something that i just remembered so like later it made more sense when he had everybody there so that they could see it you know it's him taming i felt like beast, but also i felt like he was over 
I felt like he was overconfident because he felt like he tamed the monkey, right? The monkey didn't yeah. kill him. Monkey didn't kill him because he didn't look, he didn't see him, right? Like yeah. he, he didn't look at him. So I took it as like in but, his mind, he's like, I survived it, that. So didn't like the monkey I, see him before he got his head blown off. No, it's, it's not. So it was, it, it's also, not you're not eyes. supposed to look at the predator. Yeah. Right. You're not supposed to look at the okay. predator. Okay. And that's what, the, that's what they were. Going. That he didn't thing, see his eyes. Right. They didn't oh, lock okay. eyes. Right. So I don't know. I just, I took it as like, and he was overconfident. Yeah. Yeah. The bump. <laughs> they, they, had the, they had the bump thing. Going. They had the bump. Let's not forget oh, the bump God. there, guys. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, you'll have to tell me more about that ending. Cause sure. like that, that ending to where it expanded to that thing. I was like, what is this? And you guys might know this better than i do is like that director that comes in like is is he someone important or something like that or is he just an actor playing someone important i don't don't know i don't recognize him yeah no like yeah they 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 brought him in as somebody who can get the shot yeah like but i don't know how much other context he had to the movie to be honest yeah i just feel like in a I feel like in a Jordan Peele movie, like he would have picked a director on purpose to play the director. Everything's on purpose. Yeah. 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 I think the best scene in that entire movie is him in the truck where he just goes, nope. Nope. (laughs) That's the best part. Is that the one where he's peeking out of the door and like looking up? He looks up and he goes, nope. (laughs) Shuts the door. It's just what it's what yeah. every single person screams at a movie at a screen when they're watching a horror movie. Don't go in there. Don't be stupid. And it's literally him going, nah, I ain't going to do that. Nope. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> you know, and what's funny to me, too, is his character is kind of laissez faire to the whole thing. He's mm-hmm. never yeah. like overwhelmed. He should like when when they decide to tame it, they all look at him like he's crazy. Like, sure. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tame that thing, and it's just like what uh, again? What what person in a horror movie goes? I'm gonna tame the monster. I've yeah, like everybody's yeah. more like I'm gonna run away from it. Hence, you know the Kiki Palmer's character and the knockoff Geek Squad. Um, Illich, yes. you know, <laughs> yeah, the knockoff, yeah, knock-off uh, Geek Squad guy. So it. it Did you it, enjoy it, that Jordan got to get his Akira slide in there? with the motorcycle yeah yeah mm-hmm. that was the akira slide was pretty good it doesn't make yep. any sense but it was all right he just wanted um, to do it <laughs> yeah and i and i thought for a second the um the one camera guy from tmz that comes in i was waiting for him to be like a more effective character because his helmet was reflective <laughs> right and then he mm. just ends up being like nothing he just, <laughs> just ended up being taken yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was so, kind of a uh, random throwaway character there, huh? Well, yeah, it'd be, they're waiting for it. But yeah, yeah. now, yeah, it's it's an excellent movie. I loved Nope. It makes me want, excuse me, <clears throat> it makes me want to watch his other movies. But you should. I, I know should. I have to take that kind of like with, I don't know, I don't you said you any, guys. None of his movies I don't think are overly scary. They're not overly scary. The other two movies are scarier. Right. It's in, more like it's more one. tension than it is jump scares. It is. It yeah. is. It's a lot yeah, of I, built up like you're on edge like, oh, my God, the whole time. I don't know if I'll ever watch Midsommar like that movie didn't eh. interest me whatsoever, like where Nope did. But like this is us, which I know like you guys have both said or I know Craig us? and the Giants yep. jerseys. It's yeah, just us. It's Sorry. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Us. Um. It, do you both agree that maybe that's his best work so far? 
or I liked I liked Get Out. Us is my oh, least. There's favorite. also there's also Get Out. I forgot about that one. Yeah, Get Out's my do, favorite. He didn't do he didn't do Midsummer though. No. Oh, I thought he was associated with Midsummer. No, nope. the, no. Midsummer was the or Midsummer was the person who did. Um. Oh my gosh. The witch. Uh, the witch. Yep. But also there was the. Um, Oh, it was the movie. It, it was one of the uh, the the exercising movies, the one where the mom's like possessed at the end. Oh, why can't I think of it now? I know what you're talking I'm gonna about. Look it, I'm, I'm, gonna, like, yeah. I'm gonna look it up while you. But yeah, yeah. I go think ahead. for yeah, me, you look it up. for me, Get Out is his best. It, for me, it's Get Out, Nope, and Us. That's like my personal ranking as far as. Okay, so I so movie. I should start with Get Out. I think so. I, I mean, okay. that yeah. was his first one. Get Out's great, and it, it is like. There's not I can't really think of any like jump scare wise in his movies. He doesn't really. Yeah, he doesn't really use jump scares that much. He's all about building that tension to make you uncomfortable. Tension art artistic. And like it was said earlier, on purpose, everything is on purpose. There are there's a lot. If you if you pay attention, it brings stuff. Stuff gets brought up later, either in artistic value or some type of um homage to what was what happened earlier there's a lot of that kind of stuff so you'll you'll be left thinking with all with 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 the other two just like you were with this one Mm -hmm. okay cool uh and then i'll just quickly talk about dragon age absolution for a little bit it is a six-part dragon age series from netflix based on the dragon age series very D D inspired which seems to be something heavily being popularized right now um who would have thought that at this point in 2022 D and D doesn't mean like you're a total nerd and in the closet. Like <laughs> there's know. tons, got a movie coming out. Of, yeah. There's a movie coming out with, uh, there's, dra- you know, this dragon age, there's uh dragon's blood as well, which is also like very medieval kind of sorcery, like D and D almost inspired in a way. I'm, su- I'm surprised I'm liking these shows. If I had to like rank them, uh, I do want to say, I find that, Dragon Age Absolution is the weakest. I'd still suggest if you're looking for something along these lines, watch Dragon Blood instead. The story, I believe, is a lot better uh, in that one. But this one only has six episodes, 30 minutes. There isn't a lot of time to kind of get, I guess, fundamental or get connections with the with the characters. But for Dragon Age fans, it's just awesome for them to see something based on their uh, series when they're still waiting, you know, for the next Dragon Age game and to hear anything about the next Dragon Age game as well. So good for them. Yeah, true. Fantastic. Yeah, you Craig. guys don't have to watch that one. You guys can skip that one. <laughs> Craig, did you um, troll as much as me? I did. Um, <laughs> you did a great job describing it last week, so I don't okay. really need to go much into it. But as far as I mean, I'm the kind of guy that likes that that kind of stuff growing up with Godzilla and um, my dad showing me the different versions of King Kong, you know, <laughs> and uh, it was great. It was a well done monster flick. It had good humor in it. Like the one instance where the guy's like, do you have any military experience to the scientists? And the guy's like, uh, call of duty, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt like he was talking to some some people like us in terms of that, you know, yep. but uh, the troll was great. It was uh, I like how they had it act like an animal. Uh, and how, once again, mankind uh, is the reason why things are large and why they attack us. Yep. It's, just, it's just that. 
You know, they tell us don't drill in a mountain. We drill in a mountain. They tell us <laughs> trolls don't exist. And in this particular instance, they do. And then it stomps on us. But like accidentally, like this was one of the more tame um, with purpose monsters other than just killing everything because it's probably angry at what we do. It's a good movie. I'm I'm surprised that what I will say about it and not to drudge on too long is that I am surprised that it is getting the reception that it is because in my mind movies like this are like horror movies where they shouldn't well historically they don't get high marks because of just what they are as a base so to see it get um because isn't it like ridiculous on rotten tomatoes right now with the score it's like a 98 or something i like to see that that's refreshing Mm -hmm. to me i enjoy that it's it's on paper shouldn't get stuff like that based off the genre it represents we've seen what the godzilla movies have gotten yeah and skull island king kong and king kong skull island and king kong versus godzilla and how they pump millions and millions of dollars in there have okay acting and then like one 10 minute scene where you actually see the monsters like really at the end this one i think was better yeah uh than a lot of other monster large monster destroying small town movies (laughs) <laughs> that i that that i've seen and um norwegian film mm-hmm. y- you gotta hand it you gotta hand it to the to scandic the scandinavian um like just as a whole and what they release yeah because i i feel like it's just time after time the way i feel about um horror movies in terms of um asian horror like it's it's the same way I feel about Scandinavian just movie releases. They just they're just consistently interesting to me, and I think they land better. That, and that could be a topic for another segment that we sure. do or do or we could or could not do do not have to do. But like, I just find myself gravitating to their movies as well, and I find myself. I'm glad you told me about Troll because that one slipped under the radar. I just that's something I've just noticed about about that as well. But great movie. You were right. Um, watch it if you like large things destroying us, you know, <laughs> as we should be destroyed by nature. Yeah, so, totally deserve it in that movie for sure. Speaking of large things destroying, how was Black Adam? Oh, God. Um, okay. So Black Adam, uh, obviously, there's a little bit of controversy right now around this movie, right? The Rock unfollowed the Black Adam account um, and also turned down an offer to be in Shazam too. Uh, so I don't know if he's trying to distance himself or if he's just like fed up with DC with everything going on. Cause there's a lot going on with DC right now. Um, the movie itself, the best way I can describe it is that it took me four sittings to get through. Oof. It's whoa. It's um, it's not a terrible movie. It's just so forgettable. And so generic that I just could not bring myself to care enough to, to get through it in one sitting. Um, I like I really can't look at it objectively and be like, that was a bad movie because it wasn't. It's just so like, I don't know. I, th- I think I'm spoiled by Marvel. But even so, like DC just came off of the Batman, which was phenomenal and Suicide Squad, which was phenomenal. And this was supposed to be like the next big thing. And it's just like the rocks is he's just the rock, you know, 
like everything he does, he's just the rock. And in this one, he's the rock with superpowers. And like Black Adam is a cool comic book character. He really is. Um, he's like kind of like Superman, right? Like he flies. He he he's like invincible and all that. And like even the side characters like Pierce Brosnan's in this and like all those characters are cool. It's just when you put them all together, I was just kind of like, eh, you know, eh, it's I mean, it's on. I think it's on. What's it on now? HBO or Paramount yeah, HBO or something. Max. I didn't okay. think it was out until recently, so I haven't watched it. Yeah, yet, but I'll be watching. It was it just this week that they popped it on there. And uh, okay. it's just like, I don't know, like it's forgettable. It really is. And like, hopefully. James Gunn can take this DC universe and correct it. And I know everybody's kind of like, I don't know if it's upset or whatever, like Henry Cavill out as Superman. Oh, people are upset. Yeah. Wonder Woman three, like Wonder Woman three axed, uh, you know, the rock doesn't want to be in Shazam, even though black Adam ties directly into Shazam, like directly, he doesn't want to be involved in that. So like, there's a lot going on and I have a lot of faith in James Gunn. So I think he'll turn it around. But I don't know. It's kind of like it's kind of like when I watch Aquaman, where you just finish the movie and you're like, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's not something that I'm going to watch probably again, but it's fine. Um, Yeah, I I expected more out of it because it was so hyped up as like, yeah, this is the one that's going to really bring DC back into it. It, It's not. (laughs) It's just not. Um, And then the Fablemans. uh, This is Steven Spielberg uh, loosely based on his growing up and getting into filmmaking. It's a movie about making films, a kid growing up and being obsessed with making films. Um, This isn't an Oscar movie for sure. Right. It's that time of year where these movies come out and like, I enjoyed it. I thought it was done very well. It looks fantastic. It's shot well. Um, But if you, if you're not the type of person who's into Oscar movies, you know, like, that you can tell you get to a certain scene and you're like, Oh, they filmed this for the Oscar reel, you know, like it's like that dialogue that like super impactful and like somebody's crying and you're like, Ooh, this was that moment. This is that trying to get an award moment. That's what this movie is. And like, I love Steven Spielberg, so I'll watch whatever he does. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked it. Um, I can't say that like, it's not for everybody, but if you enjoy movies, like we all do, And it's just it was cool to see, like, not exactly how Steven Spielberg grew up, but like how he became involved in making movies and all in the process that went into making movies back then with like the film and cutting the film physically and figuring out like like when he's a kid making a war movie and he figured out uh, to make the guns look like they're shooting by like uh, taking a pin and poking holes in the film. Like to me, that's cool. Like that kind of stuff is cool. So. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Everybody did a good job as far as acting wise. And it's it's a long movie. It's like two and a half, two hours, 40 minutes, something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't think it's streaming anywhere. I had to pay for it, but I thought it was cool for sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can't tell a story like his in, in yeah. an hour and a half. No, no. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no. All right. Was there anything else anybody wanted to mention or talk about? Unless you want to talk more about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You're funny. Um, one thing I did You're want to funny. mention, I, the one thing I did want to mention, though, in I'm in the same way, because we didn't really talk about the James Gunn stuff at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm also in the same boat as to where I hope James Gunn can get everything on the right track. Like my my main reason for believing in James Gunn is I did not care at all about the Guardians of the Galaxy and he made me care about them. And then in two, it kind of grows. And in three, it's going to have its conclusion. And I feel like James Gunn knows how to like take it step by step here. And Mm -hmm. I was talking to this with a bunch of friends this weekend as well, but I don't feel like Marvel needs, sorry, DC does not need to hurry to their Avengers and, you know, Avengers Endgame stuff. Take your time. Cause like right now, I think is the perfect time for DC to like get their act together because everybody's been talking about how this kind of this next phase of Marvel hasn't been as good as the first. So mm-hmm. if you build up everything and you get to the payoff, I feel like eventually you'll get like DC will eventually get there. Their heroes are just as popular, if not more popular in some regions of, in some regions of, uh, of the world I here. Think they're more popular like it, Superman and Batman. That's what Iconic. I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Like in, in Costa Rica, like where my like me and my mom were born, it's DC there. It's not Marvel. Like mm-hmm. you grew up on DC there. And that's why a part of me kind of just hopes I want to see DC begin to come back and begin to maybe, sure. you know, show its form because, you, you know, we got we barely got the Snyder film like thing. <laughs> and yeah, I did love the Snyder film. But not everybody's sitting through four hours of reshoots and doing all this. You need to get it right the first time. And yeah, that's true. They 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 have an opportunity here, and I think James Gunn is going to attempt to like the Wonder Woman series. In all honesty, is a little bit messy, um, especially Mm -hmm. with like I loved the first one. Besides, the villain was was pretty weak. or what 1984 is the next one. That one's pretty, that one was pretty all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't the biggest fan of that one, despite the fact that I like Gal Gadot as wonder woman. Um, but you know, we, we have to see where it goes. Yes. I, it sucks for Henry Cavill. Like I did read a lot about this over the, over the week about how he, he dropped the Witcher to play Superman. Now he's been cut from Superman and he can't (laughs) go back to the Witcher he did end up like he is going to be the lead and apparently an Amazon uh, Warhammer uh, TV and show. And he so loves like, Warhammer. Like yes. he'll he's going to find himself know. back to wherever he needs to be. Like Henry Cavill is that good of an actor, but yep. it just kind of sucks to see that people loved him as Geralt and people loved him as Superman. And now you're not getting either. So. Yeah. I don't know if this is like his agent's fault for like, oh yeah, they're 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 they want you to be Superman, and then they came, the day came, and James Gunn is like, nope, you ain't Superman no more. <laughs> so it's, yeah. you know, it, it is all over the place, and I'm not sure how it, you know, how it worked out. But I do, I understand people's frustration. People loved Henry Cavill as Superman. I just find that it sucks that is two characters that I enjoyed him as. I loved him as Geralt. I wish he stayed as Geralt, but that's not gonna happen anymore. Uh, so yeah. it's just like whatever he finds himself in, I will watch just because I feel like yes. he is that good. And to who get the knows? Support. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? And there is talks about him being a James Bond. Yeah, I am completely OK with it. He would be a completely different James Bond from, I think, all the others, because Henry is a muscly, you know, yeah. masterpiece is what I'm going to put it as. <laughs> yes, so, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> so keep that in mind. But anything you guys want to comment about that at all? I'm good. No, you hit it right. 
Cool. All right. So thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the podcast. Please make sure to review it on your podcast listening platform of choice. And please make sure to follow us on our social media platforms with Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Mostly Twitter and Instagram is what I'll say. And please make sure to share it with your friend if you think they like it. And then if you're interested in sending us an email, we have an email at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com. Again, we appreciate all the listening and be be ready because game of the year stuff is coming up for us. We're getting yep. we're getting hyped oh, up for yeah, it. Be prepared for be prepared for a lot of drops from us. It's a very exciting time. And we'll be talking again soon. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>